A basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, how can you ever find out what he could really do? I don't want this to be the high point of his life. I've seen him, the real sad ones. They sit around the rest of their lives talking about the glory days when they were 17 years old. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. The Keeping the Nostalgia Live show is sponsored by The Dunk Collection. The Dunk Collection connects sports-minded individuals to basketball-inspired home products meticulously designed to help combat life's most mundane chores. Dirty clothes on the floor? Put a dirty dunk on the door. The Dirty Dunk is the original over-the-door basketball hoop laundry hamper designed to make laundry a slam dunk. Do you have a messy office? Try a document dunk. The original trash can basketball stand designed for those who compete in the corporate arena. You're just one shot away from turning your cubicle into the corner office you deserve. Bath time blues? Make bath time fun with the Scrub-A-Dunk, the original basketball hoop for baby ballers. Attach to the tub and Scrub-A-Dub-Dub. The Dunk Collection, making boring chores a slam dunk. Welcome to Keeping the Nostalgia Alive, the Indiana Basketball Memory Show. I am your host, Billy Powell. Um, hopefully you're listening to us uh, at Keeping the Nostalgia Alive dot podbean dot com uh you can listen to uh shoot i think we're coming in close to our 150th show of of interviews with people who have coached played or given to this great game of basketball in the state of indiana um so please download any of the shows uh listen at your leisure uh and, and enjoy um with that being said today's guest Man, if I go through everything, it would take up the whole interview process, and I wouldn't have any time to talk to him. But all you really basically got to say is this guy's won 607 games in Indiana high school bas- boys basketball and uh, is in the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, Coach Jim Miller is with us. Coach Miller, thanks for taking some time out of your schedule to chat with us, help keep nostalgia alive, and, and talk about your memories of uh, the great game of uh, Indiana high school basketball. Well, it's an honor to talk to you about basketball. It's uh, always on my mind. And in uh, watching the game the other night with Romeo Langford and Providence, Ohio, and New Albany, it was a it was a classic game with two uh, All Americans there playing against each other. But uh, yeah, I got a lot of memories when you're 170 years old. Why it's a, <laughs> <laughs> It's easy to remember some good things. Uh, uh, Coach, what was your who introduced you to the game of basketball as a little guy? Let, let me let me go back just for a second and then share with you a part of my uh, Hall of Fame speech, and it's and it's so true. Um, when I was uh, a first grader in Speedway, Indiana, you know, home of the five hundred. I was a first grader, and we had a tornado uh, concern that day, and a drill, just a drill. And so um, when we marched out, we marched under a tunnel and up to this big area. Well, this big area uh, was bright, light, and uh, it, it was actually a basketball gymnasium. And I thought that was the greatest thing I'd ever seen in my life. And... From there, I thought, man, this, you know, it looked majestic to me, of course, as a first grader. And so uh, later on then, of course, uh, being introduced to it uh, with uh, my fifth grade uh, coach uh, starting to play us in in elementary school and on, uh, I just fell in love with it, have been for for basically all my life. But uh, 
actually started in the first grade when I when I saw that gymnasium for the first time. So so if you guys wouldn't have moved, you possibly would have been a Speedway spark plug. Well, probably. Yeah, that's true. That, and uh, my my high school coach, uh, Wendell Stutter, was a good friend of the uh, Speedway coach, you know. So that that was kind of a nice connection too. Now, when you uh, before you get to to Avon High School, I mean, uh, did you have a basketball hoop up at the house? Uh, uh, did you guys, you know, uh, uh, tell us about your early basketball playing before getting to Avon okay. High School? Okay, uh, okay, this is this is Abraham Lincoln stuff. Okay, uh, <laughs> what? I mean, it's crazy, but it's true. Uh, we actually uh, we had a football. We didn't have a basketball. Uh, and so my dad uh, put up a, a backboard. He uh, welded uh, some uh, iron together to make a hoop and actually uh, uh, ironed a part uh, that would uh, brace the uh, front end of the hoop so it wouldn't, you know, finally just bend down all the way. And, and so we would actually learn to dribble that football. How about that? Uh, on the hard dirt and in, and play games. And then later, of course, um, I worked all summer uh, cutting grass and uh, working in a, a farm next next to us. I, we weren't farmers, but loved to grow up uh, over at um, Price's and uh, made enough money to buy, uh, I think, a $10 Voight basketball. Um, and that was my first basketball, and we actually primarily dribbled that thing and, until it completely wore out. But uh, that's that's the way I got started and started practicing. And and uh, starting at Avon High School, what what kind of tradition or basketball tradition or history did Avon have before you started uh, at Avon? Well, this the um, the tradition really was was not very good. Um, I think back in, uh, and this really dates us, but 1948, most people thought, and I saw as a, as a young kid, a ball club that was one of the finest I'd, I'd seen, you know, and, and that they scored a couple 125-point games, you know, and back at that time, that just was unheard of. And so they, some of those guys became my favorites. And, um, but actually, I think uh, even... When we through went through, uh, we weren't a ab- uh, very good team, and uh, so then uh, it took a long time, I think, before Avon ever won a sectional. Uh, and of course, uh, then later on, I got to, you know, be in four Hall of Fames, and one of them, of course, was uh, Avon High School from the coaching standpoint. But um, that, uh, <laughs> and I, you know, they now. Of course, we had 29 in our high, in our senior class. Uh, over half of them have, have passed on. My my last um, really good friend from there. We there were four of us, and uh, you saw one, you saw all four of us, and I'm the only one left. Uh, and uh, Harry uh, passed away about a month ago. He had Alzheimer's and and some serious problems. And then uh, this month. <laughs> I had my, my best buddy in uh, Franklin College, Almo Carver, and uh, he passed away. So that's two, t- 
two tough uh, months uh, for good good friends. Coach, uh, at an early age when you started high school, was basketball your favorite sport, or did you did you play baseball or any other sports in high school? Yeah, uh, of course. That the four of us, we played all three sports. We actually, uh, with Mr. Cox, Henry Cox, who had been a pole vaulter at Butler University, um, he helped us build and create an eighth of a mile track uh, for track and field. And so basically the track and field record started uh, there in the 54-58 season. And, of course, we also played baseball, baseball in the fall track in the spring and then, of course basketball so we all three or all four of us played all three sports uh, all those years and who was your basketball coach when you were at Avon Wendell Scudder okay. um, I, I really loved him of course he uh, he was probably the best psychologist I've ever seen in basketball I don't think I think he was more of a track person but and then, of course, uh, when I got out of college, he wanted me as his assistant coach. And so, for one year, I was I uh, I was his assistant, and went on to New Winchester, Indiana. But uh, let me talk about Coach Scudder a minute. I think that you don't see this anymore. You don't see the fact that he could uh, talk to a, a young man and and built him up to the point that that night that kid was going to be the best that he'd ever been maybe never again but I remember um, on that particular in fact that particular team back in 1958 was the the best offensive basketball team I've ever seen and you know I coached uh, 38 years and I've been you know here for 100 years or so uh, and watch it all, and that was the best shooting team I've ever seen. Um, two of the guys, uh, when the rabbit season opened at Amo High School, that's where we uh, were coaching. Uh, they got they went uh, hunting. Hunting season opened at noon, and so they went out and uh, and rabbit hunted, <laughs> missed practice, and so uh, Mr. Castleman, the pre- principal. He dropped them off the team for the Friday night game. Now, that was the number one, the best uh, player we had, and the fifth best player we had on the team. And so I had an undefeated B team, and so I went to coach, and I said, uh, Coach, uh, you need a couple of these guys tonight. And uh, he said, no, Jimmy, I think we'll, we'll be okay. Well, they must have been because they scored 116 points. Uh, at that night, and uh, the point, remember, is in uh, a time when the clock was running on turnovers. <laughs> and so, wow. I, I, yeah, one night uh, we were we were playing, and I said, and as I said, I don't think Coach was great on X and O's and all those other things, but to uh, you know pull two guys off uh, of his squad and then to do that was was something else. But one night we're playing, and I mo- reacted to him by saying, Coach, uh, did you know they're changing uh, to play a zone? And uh, he said, uh, don't worry about it, Coach. Yeah, well, never mind. <laughs> they don't know the difference. And anyway, I just got, went on and still scored, you know. They averaged, for the till Christmas, they averaged 98 points a game. 
Billy, can you imagine that? And I'm not sure what the season was, but for nine games, they'd average 98 points a game in a small school that, you know, had, I don't know, 100, 150 kids in it. And, of course, uh, you know, later on when I went to Clover, that's 250. Uh, we went to state finals and played against uh, the largest team in the state of Indiana, Arsenal Tech. I think had around 5,000. And I think we got beat five or six points. Uh, so it was tied at, I think, 51 all or 52 with about two seconds left. So kids played well and played hard, but uh, you can't ever uh, run down the small schools. You know, when you look at Milan, and uh, I played with some of those kids in college, and um, and then, of course, Argus uh, was was very, very good. The year they went to the Final Four, the next year we played them and, uh, in the uh, finals of the regional and then beat them and went on to uh, some estate. So uh, I always loved the, the small schools. Coach, was there, you know, while you were at Avon, I know you chose Franklin College, but were there other schools that were after you that you could have played at, and why did you choose Franklin College? Well, first of all, I'm just, I just reached the floor at five foot five, and so I really wanted the professional basketball. I know that's silly and stupid, and it really was, but uh, I really wasn't good enough, and but I did get to play at Franklin, and... Um, of course, there was no uh, athletic scholarships, but uh, you know we had the high honor scholarships, and the fact that got to play uh, had eight varsity letters at Franklin College, which would made me a blanket winner. And they don't do those, for, uh, you know, very few blanket winners winners today. So I I got to enjoy at a small college uh, my passion, which was sports. And and on uh, at Franklin College uh, was Roger Schroeder one of your teammates? Well, yes, uh, he um, he went all the way through. I got injured. I um, my junior year, um, we Coach Fought was. Uh, you remember if you remember, he was a legend in, in uh, football in in the state of Indiana, and actually gave us the. Uh, all the big coaches would come in all over the country to talk to him. I mean, you know, it was San Francisco and Houston this week and the Jets because he had that run-shoot-run offense, uh, you know, which all the pros are using today. But my junior year, uh, when I was on the junior varsity, uh, Ralph Cole was the football coach, and he also then, uh, I played basketball for him. And then I got in football my senior year, or yeah, senior year, or junior year, excuse me. Um, two guys landed on my head at, uh, played against Anderson College, and so I had a concussion. And for 10 days, uh, my hearing was gone. My right ear uh, came back, my left ear. Hearing never did. And so I was out for the last two years of basketball. But uh, still loved it. Co- you know, and uh, we got we had a lot of good kids. <laughs> hey, coach, so coach, when you were at Franklin College, is that where, or were you in high school at that uh, when you thought, you know what, I I, I want to coach this game? Oh, I I knew that if I couldn't coach it at the high school level, I mean, uh, when I was in high school, uh, if I couldn't play professional, I wanted to coach, it. and that's that that's it. 
So that's been a long, long time. Even when I went to Franklin, I knew I, that that's what I was, was going to do. And thank goodness, I, you know, my coach that I had had in high school uh, called me and got me, a, uh, you know, as his assistant. And then we went on from there. Uh, what was interesting, uh, Coach uh, Scudder had, I think, had 64 uh, straight uh, uh, conference games that they had won, and we we beat them the uh, second year. I've only been beaten about uh, uh, four or five times with, a, let's say, a 25-point loss. Uh, and the one was, of course, uh, <laughs> when I went to uh, Warsaw and uh, come back after a 26-point loss and the regional beat them, beat uh, Elkhart Memorial, which was second in the state uh, in, in a great game. So, But Coach uh, Scudder, my first time I ever played him the second year, um, it was 90 to 40, and Amo beat us. And I said, Coach, uh, how come you poured it on? He said, oh, Jimmy, I didn't realize that it was the uh, fourth quarter. And I said, well, when you saw that we were up, up you were up about 40 or 50 points, didn't you get the idea that that might happen? <laughs> but anyway, in the second half of the season, we went to, to AMO, and they beat us five. So our kids had come a long way, and then the next year, we we won the conference. And so I started the first year in New Winchester, four sophomores and seniors. And so... Uh, it was it was it was good a lot of fun, now, but we were the first team to beat Coach Scudder, my coach, uh, after sixty five games. So that was a nice honor. Uh, so so what was what back then? What was trying to find a head coaching job like, and and how did you land at Winchester? Um, the um, New Winchester after three years, and we. You know, we'd won the conference, and uh, was the only time I ever was thrown into the shower, uh, and the only time I ever stalled the senior year with those young men was uh, a 29 to 28 victory over uh, North Salem, which the next week then went on to uh, uh, win the sectional. But uh, so we, you know, we had some fun there, but. Uh, that that was that was part of the uh, the build up to get to, and it was a consolidation that was going to be consolidated. There's a small school, you know, eighty ninety in the, in the high school. They were going to consolidate into the Danville school system, and so I didn't have a job, and I sure wasn't going to take the get the head coaching job at um, uh, Danville because he'd been there for quite a while. And so we had beaten Cloverdale, and uh, they hadn't had a winning season and had never won a tournament. <laughs> and so I had to take something, But I and I talked to the uh, uh, superintendent. I like what he, he said, and he liked the young coach, and so I got the job. And then that was pretty good, pretty good thing because – uh, there we, of course, went to semi-state uh, when our kids were juniors, when they were seniors. Um, well, we went semi-state, and then, of course, the next year we went state finals uh, with a 27 and two record. 
and uh, and again played uh, played Tech in the afternoon game of the state finals. So that was a good thing all around. I had a great great group of kids, and uh, even the first year there, that when they never had a winning season for a while, uh, and and of course beating Greencastle for the first time in the history of the school. So first sectional, first regional, and next year coming back, uh, they asked us, uh, you know, they thought if we were going to be pretty good, they were going to build a new gymnasium for us. Well, we got ahead of ourselves by going to the semi-state the year before, so they did build a gymnasium, and we were able to, uh, uh, you know, not lose a game uh, in the in the new gymnasium until I left. We'd done one. Uh, 40 straight regular season games in that gymnasium and uh, by the way the same thing with with uh, uh, New Albany New Albany when I left we'd won 51 home straight games but um, so that's Cloverdale was a really fun thing Time Life magazine came down uh, Billy and uh, took about two or three thousand shots of us uh, during sectional time and regional time, and uh, I think they only used one or two in a time-like book. So, but anyway, uh, that that was fun. And, and your what, what? What was your transition from Cloverdale? What was your next stop? Penn. Yes, Penn. Uh, can't tell you all the story, but uh, I had been offered the job at uh, here. Here I here I was out uh, three or four years out of college. And I was offered the Muncie Central job. Had a chance to go up there and talk with them. And Penn uh, High School had called me. And Penn was a, I think, about, about in existence about 12, um, 12 years. And they hadn't had a championship. In fact, the year before they were four and 18. And so Dr. Hughes called me and wanted me to interview. But he said, "I want to interview in your in your home." Well, we had a rental there in New York or in uh, Cloverdale, and so he came down. He impressed my wife a lot by bringing flowers, and and she <laughs> had a great dinner for 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 him. And so we sat around and talked. And so uh, he, I guess, he liked what he heard, and then and I said, and then so went back, and he offered me the job. Well, once I, I took the job, then he explained to me that on the way down, he had stopped at, at some of the towns that uh, I, our team had played. And um, after he would go into the drugstore, the barber shop, and ask uh, about me, they would be uh, that little son of a gun and this and that and all the other things. And he said, I want, I knew I wanted you as my basketball coach. <laughs> and so we, uh, we actually turned the, uh, the uh, pen. Of course, that was another great, uh, eight years there, uh, from four and 18, the year before to 18 and four, won the sectional, won the conference, won the holiday tournament. And so it kind of, um, you know, those young men that had never won kind of set the pace for our kids and then for the next, uh, Eight years, so we had that's that was great, great, great memories, and we have a lot of get-togethers even today, and in the summers uh, together, and talk about things and lie about stuff, and and uh, get better as we go get older, you know. Right. 
Now, now, did does you know when when I was in high school, Penn had the reputation of having a really good football program. Did they have that same thing while you were there coaching basketball? Well, it it was a transition. Uh, they hadn't had either football or basketball very well, and so um, we we turned it around and had you know uh, went into the. Uh, SEC conference or whatever it was, and the first year there we won that. In fact, the Dr. Hughes asked me to um, if it would be nice for Penn High School if we could win one game up in South Bend in uh, you know in that in a year. And we were lucky enough to five of those eight years we beat every team in in South Bend. And then of course when I went to Bar- uh, Warsaw, we went back. They invited us back up to a holiday tournament, and we won that one too. So that uh, had had good good uh, good things were said about uh, Penn High School at that particular time. But the football, back to your question, football was very poor, mediocre as such, and they got um, a Mr. Giesman um, about my last year uh, at Penn. And he was very, very good. And, you know, of course, uh, it has never been, uh, you know, uh, down since since uh, Coach Giesman left even. He, he started, I think, a couple of his players are, are coaching now. Um, and uh, one of the sons that uh, I taught with uh, is, is there now. And they're always either uh, state champions or, you know, 10 and 0, 11 and 1 type of thing going into the tournament. So they've, that, that's where, that's, uh, that's where that situation came. Coach, in all of your, your, your coaching uh, stops, what, you know, like at Penn, you know, did you feel like you were at the end of your run or just were other opportunities just popped up like, like leading to Kokomo? You know, it's, it's, it was a personal thing, I believe. Uh, you wanted to move on to different places uh, if it helped your, you know. Uh, at Cloverdale, for example, the principal come to me one day and said, you know, and of course there was no salary scale and such, but he said, you keep winning because uh, they have to pay the principal more than they do the uh, uh, coach, and so when you get a raise, I get a, I get a raise, so you keep winning. And, uh, <laughs> and so I had two young children, uh, uh, while I was at Penn, I was offered a couple of jobs uh, uh, in um, Michigan, uh, Hillsdale, and another one I forget right now. But uh, they weren't as much money as I was making at Penn High School, so I did. My wife and my son now, of course, said I wish I had tried the college uh, route. But at the point in time, we we just uh, economically couldn't uh, take that, and uh, I, I'd only regret it uh, ever. Uh, not going on into college programs. Uh, what was your stint like at Kokomo? That was the only time I, I really didn't care for it. What had happened, I thought that from Penn to Kokomo, uh, we had we had been at Penn, of course, we went to the semi-state, and we were within, uh, I think, four points, and we won state finals. And, uh, you know, one of the nice things I've, I appreciated was the fact that I think I'm maybe one of the only four, or maybe only the only one coach that had uh, been to four semi-states and four different high schools. So 
so we were able to build things. But um, Kokomo, uh, they remember that it was Kokomo High School and Hayworth High School, and they had split. They thought they were too big, and they split. And so I went down and talked to them. I had a great, great, you know, nice and good people, very good people. Most of the places I've been have been fantastic. And uh, so uh, so I took the Hayworth job thinking it was going to be, you know, it could help us get to the state championship. And uh, realized then that it it wasn't really what I thought. Uh, it was a split city. Um, and in fact, some, you know, we, uh, there were, of course, two gymnasiums, but the sectional was going to be played in, uh, at the Kokomo High Stadium, gymnasium. And to get to practice on that maybe once a week or so, it'd, it'd be after the cheerleaders at about 10 o'clock. And so we, you know, we're getting, uh, young people out of, uh, onto the street at 11, 11.30 at night. And that just wore them out. I didn't like that situation. Uh, some of the parents, when we would visit and go away uh, to a away game, they'd stay and watch the cats play it <laughs> there in Kokomo. And I just, it, I just didn't feel right about it. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to be number two. I wasn't going to be number two. And and I thought it, uh, uh, I needed to move on. And that's what I did. I, I, I hated the situation, or, you know, disliked the fact that I picked up and moved because the principal really talked to me an awful lot to say, but I just couldn't do it uh, trying to go on up the ladder. And then you head to Warsaw. Yeah, uh, Warsaw came down, and, uh, you know, we still, I had half my, our, our stuff packed in the garage that we, I said, honey, after a couple of weeks, I said, "Don't unpack it." And uh, so, so Warsaw came down, talked to me a little bit, and uh, they were they were all, also extremely nice. And they said, "If you'll take the job, we'll not even open it up to the uh, to the rest of the state." And so I went up, had a great, uh, enjoyed the situation, and they were kind of on a, on a down uh, gear, and we. Uh, we we liked the situation, thought it would be a you know nice change, and uh, so it was a good, wonderful, uh, wonderful time for us. And and how long were you in Warsaw, Coach? I'm trying to figure out here, real. I think it was. Uh, I'm trying to think, maybe five, eight years at Penn, and then of course uh, at Warsaw, uh, I had. Uh, a young man had played for me, Al Rose, uh, uh, who won the state championship after I'd left with Warsaw. Uh, he became my assistant coach, and I think I was there at Warsaw five years. And uh, we uh, we also then went to the semi-state uh, with them. And, uh, and, of course, later on with New Albany, we went to state finals uh, with them. But uh, that was a that was a good uh, situation. Enjoyed that. Ray Green was our principal. He would uh, had the sons that played at IU, and uh, Ray was a really good uh, principal. Uh, no nonsense. He had been a coach, you know. I think over at uh, Silver Creek, 
and uh, I really uh, enjoyed working with him all those years. And, and then what took you to Huntington? Um, I had we we went to the semi state. I didn't think there was anything else to do. Ray said, "Well, you probably have uh, got yourself another job because you know um, I just needed another challenge." And then we went to Huntington. Um, they they were down a little bit, and so we, we were able to um, four out of five sectionals there. The thing we ran into when we went to Huntington was that um, even we close we could play uh, Marion. Marion had won, I think, 12 regionals in a row. And then we, we actually did beat uh, Marion one time when they had James Blackmoon ranked number one. And so I, and of course, I had a couple of very good uh, uh, kids. Um, and so uh, they scored a lot of points for us. And we, we, we did a pretty good job. We, uh, as I say, we won uh, a lot of championships, a lot of conference championships and things there in the Olympic Conference. And uh, uh, I think Gary Paul, of course, uh, uh, when he went on from there to uh, Indianapolis uh, University, I think at, at one point in time he was the all-time scorer, but I think he's now second or third. But... Uh, Brian Reeder was also on that Silver Anniversary team with us. In fact, when the Hall of Fame called me and said we don't usually give two kids to the Silver Anniversary, um, I said, if you don't take one, I'm not going to let you take the other one. So you, <laughs> Because it would break the heart of, of the other one. And so both of them got in, and they, they deserved it for sure. Both Brian and Gary, super guys. Yes, you know them. Yes. Yeah, they're fantastic. Actually, Gary Paul was the one that uh, said that uh, I need to chat with you and get you on the air. Oh, oh well, yeah. good for him. He won an awful lot of ball games for for us, so I appreciate that. Coach, you know, in your in your your coaching career, I know we haven't gotten to New Albany yet, but in your coaching career, who were some of your 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 favorite coaches to coach against, and what were some of your favorite places to go into and beat those guys at? Well, I love, that's that's that was the fun part. Uh, I'm very proud of the fact that we beat um, teams that had scored 100 points against the other team. And I know that one time was in a, in a tournament even. Uh, we never were defeated by those teams the next week we played them. And we, uh, I think we beat uh, six number one uh, rated number one teams. So, you know, we didn't, uh, we were in the big league and we, and we played big. And, and most times even bigger uh, when the great teams came in, you know, so. Uh, we beat, I think we were the only one to beat, defeat uh, Bedford when Damon was there. And uh, that's an interesting uh, story. I think we beat on one point, but, uh, and they were ranked, of course, number one. Went to state finals four years in a row. And, uh, and I've talked to Damon about it. And uh, what happens was that we, we were three points ahead with just, uh, eight or ten seconds left to go and uh, I said we're going to foul him when he crosses the line and uh, he'll get his two shots but he can't get the three 
And so we fouled him. He went to the line and he hit the first one. And he said to me later that he was going to try to miss the, the second one. And he tried and went in. And I, and I told him, I said, you were so good, you couldn't even miss when you when you wanted to. <laughs> and so so we were able to defeat them. Uh, the only I think the only game they lost that whole year when they won the state championship. But one nice one, another point for our conference was that eight of the ten years I was down here, and uh, you know we won eight sectionals and went to state finals. Um, they uh, the winner out of the regional went to the state finals, and I'm not sure if any other conference ever could have said that. Uh, you know, eight out of ten years, and of course uh, we'll talk about uh, New Albany later, but. Um, that's where where that was coming about. What was Coach Miller like with the officials? Uh, were you were you uh, were you ever were you tossed a few times? Were you were you uh, pretty? I was never I was never tossed, but they they understood where I was coming from. Let's say we did have a few a few technicals, and yet I I I, I want to go uh, back to the good co- the coaching part. Two or three, I think two times especially. Uh, maybe three when I got a technical uh, I this one hit, we lost a heartbreaker at uh, you know coaches they remember every game they may not remember exactly the, the point but they remember every game and I had coached around 900 of them but we're at uh, St. Joe Bob Donawal they're a great coach great defensive coach and we used to have great battles with each other and we get the ball out of bounds and we threw it in the backcourt and the guy called the ball and said you can't do that now we're talking South Bend referees in <laughs> you know whatever the time is and I'm going crazy and so I got a technical you're wrong you know and so I think we got beat by one or two points well then they later sent a nice letter that they were wrong and it, you know, well, it, it didn't help the 5,000 people in the stand watching us get beat. And, and of course, uh, the, uh, the, the, there was one at Bedford one time when uh, it wasn't with Damon. Uh, it was, I think, the year after we went down to Bedford. Um, we, uh, we shot the shot that would have been, uh, was the game winner uh, when the clock ran out and a couple of officials, and I forget their name, but they were really, really, really good good officials. And the one, uh, well, but actually what happened, we shot the ball, the ball hit the floor, the guy picked it up, and the whistle blew. Now, okay, are you, <laughs> Billy, are you with my sequence here? Yes. And he said it didn't count. <laughs> and again, and, and again, even the people from, Bedford, who hated me, I think they kind of sympathized with me and the fact that, wait a minute here, you know. And I, and I said, you've got to see the film. So we go in the overtime, and thank goodness I had Ladrell Whitehead, who was an all-star, Indiana all-star. And uh, we beat them. We finally beat them uh, in overtime. And so later then, they wrote and said, yeah, I w- 
how come I missed that? You hit the floor before I called the whistle. I said, you're in Bedford. But anyway, that's, that's a, <laughs> and, and a, one summer, we're at a, we're at a um, Dolly Parton in Indianapolis uh, where she's on stage. And a couple of officials came up to me, and I recognized them immediately. And they apologized to me about having not having a good game or something uh, in, a, in a game. So, uh, you know, it doesn't <laughs> help at that point in time. I mean, you know, because you, you blew a few calls. but uh, And that's okay, you know, but uh, it was part of, part of Indiana basketball. You know, everybody gets – we had that – I remember uh, – in the little the Monrovia, where Branch McCracken, you know, played ball. Right. But uh, we played them one night and uh, and beat them, and uh, we had to get a police escort to get out of there because we had defeated them. And uh, and so those kinds of fun things happen, you know, police ho- police escorts into um, uh, South Bend and. Uh, but those are memories that you just kind of smile and chuckle about and try to catch another smallmouth bass with, you know. Well, that's impressive, though. Almost 900 games and you never got tossed. That's 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 a, that's that's a record within itself. <laughs> well, I probably should have. I tried. I tried just before I would get the technical. I, I would turn. Sometimes I made it. Sometimes <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but I never got tossed. You're right. So tell us about how how do you how do you get to New Albany and tell us about your your ten years there. Well, uh, first of all, at um, at Penn High School, they had called me uh, to come down and interview for the job. Ken, uh, we we um, we had some really great kids there, of course, and then went to semi state. And I think we went through three or four sectionals there, beat Elkhart, which was unheard of. Uh, and a little, little point there, uh, after we had beaten them the first year, and then I think we beat them a couple of times after that, um, my wife and I and our coaching staff could not uh, uh, buy food in, in uh, or go to a restaurant in, in uh, Elkhart. They wouldn't serve us. And I, that was kind of interesting. <laughs> Maybe a badge of honor, you know, but we'd finally have to stomp out and, and walk out. And my co- my assistant coach, John Luce, he, he'd let him know it. Uh, he'd coached uh, there at Jimtown, Indiana. But uh, I thought that was pretty good, uh, being so mad that they wouldn't even serve uh, uh, the coach over at, New, uh, at uh, Penn. So, you know, <laughs> go ahead. No, so so you 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 get to New Albany. Is that a? a I mean, a, what what? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's let's go back just for a split second. After uh, I think uh, must have been my seventh year at Penn, uh, we uh, they called New Albany called, and we could, we went down. We looked at the interview. In fact. Um, a couple of the kids there that I, we met when we went down to New Albany uh, were the kids that went on to the and won the state championship a couple of years later. And they said, uh, are you going to take this job? And I said, well, I'm not sure. But my wife was with me. He said, well, you're, we're your stars. <laughs> I thought, well, that's a 
bold statement, but they, they really were because they were very, very good. But uh, we went down and looked at it and was actually going going to take the job. And I think Kirby then won that next year with, with that group, won the state championship. But I went back to Penn, and uh, some, uh, somebody called uh, one night. I had the contract on my, my table uh, to, to go to New Albany. And uh, the, uh, one of the guys on the team uh, called and said, Coach, could we come over now? We've got some guys we want to come over and, and uh, talk with you. And I said, well, sure, come on over. And so we, they had the B team and the guys that were all coming back the next year. And what do you want? And they said, we don't want you to leave. And I said, you want to put up with me another year type of thing? You know, I pretty hard on you guys. And he said, yeah, we want you. And so I could not sign that contract. And uh, in fact, uh, the team that uh, New Albany beat uh, that year was uh, uh, with, the, with the Webb kid at South Bend Adams. Well, the uh, last game of the season, we won the conference against South Bend Adams and beat them about 15, 18 points. And uh, so, and, and that was the team that New Albany beat for the state championship. And uh, But I'd never regretted it. Um, I, great. I always have good, good thoughts again about uh, uh, Penn. And my wife was thought it was one of the, our friends are still with us. Now, most of my teaching friends have kind of passed on, and that's kind of sad. Uh, we saw, uh, you know, eight or nine of the guys that were so friendly and everything, they passed on in, in, in the past years. But uh, one of my assistants is gone, uh, Bob Miller. But uh, great experience. And then... Uh, so then after that um, they called again uh, in that what, what was it 87 and uh, wanted me to come down and, and I looked at it this time and I signed the contract we had a great uh, great 10 years down here in, in New, New Albany you know, you know. I guess, I guess, in in high school basketball, or in retrospect to anybody's career, especially your fabulous career, you know, if a, a, a if a tree falls in the woods and there's no one there to hear it, did it make a sound? You know, so you know, it's it's interesting to you know uh, how you were, you know, first wanted down in New Albany and then you ended back back down there. Right, right. Uh, you know, uh, different situation. Uh, I think the kids that I had uh, had at Penn. Uh, in fact, they called me. <laughs> there was actually a petition the first year that I had left. I think I still have the petition in a big scroll of the, the people at Penn High School and the community that wanted me to come back. And uh, but you know, it was, I, I I have enjoyed New uh, Albany. Like I say, we uh, you know, as fact, I think we uh, the last eight years at New Albany. We were the winning state team in the state of Indiana, and what's ironic is that and uh, second was Warsaw. I think uh, in those last eight years I was here, it sh- it shows you. I'm looking at a piece of paper now. We'd won 171 games and lost 33, and Warsaw 
lost or won 170 and lost 33. And that was my assistant coach, who later on became, went into the Hall of Fame, Al Rhodes. But the two uh, two coaches that coached against each and he played for me uh, at uh, Penn, uh, were the top two uh, you know teams uh, through those uh, 89, 97 years. Uh, now, what did that give you a special feeling when uh, Coach Rhodes won the championship with Warsaw? Did it, you know, oh. make you make you feel good that you know someone you taught and someone that was with you uh, won the state championship? Uh, of course, you know, definitely. Uh, he's he was. We've been on vacations together, and he's like my son. I mean, uh, you know, I think the year that uh, New Albany and uh, Warsaw. Uh, played later, and uh, the team I had t- had the team. Uh, some of those kids on our state final team um, uh, before I retired, and then they went back up and and got into the final game. They beat Warsaw uh, pretty bad, but uh, I couldn't. I you know I could not uh, cheer against. Uh, Al, even though I love New Albany, still do, um, but I could not uh, cheer against him, and I think some of my fans uh, didn't care for that. That's that's okay. Uh, blood's thicker, you know, than water, and so uh, he's really special. He's got a special young man, his family, and so that that's where that that came from. Now, 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 when did you get the idea, or what's your thought? You know what? I want to teach some basketball skills overseas. Well, that that came to us through the coaching, uh, uh, you know, group who uh, picked different coaches, and uh, you know, besides the wins uh, here, we we were seven out of ten in uh, all star games. You know, uh, I got to coach in the all star game with Kentucky. Uh, when we had Sean Camp and that group, and I think it was one of the four or five best teams ever in the, in all of the uh, years that we had played Kentucky. You know, we have a large margin of win and loss against them, but that was a special team of a uh, group of boys and men. Many of them are going to go into the 25th uh, anniversary, silver anniversary team, I think, this year. But uh, anyway, uh, went down to... Uh, got to go through the coaches association into Africa and uh, all three experiences uh, were three different countries um, the upper Volta which is Bonnie Fossey today uh, was our first uh, Al and I was our first uh, go around and uh, they had had uh, a revolution of could go the year before, and so uh, they said, the State Department, uh, when we were there at the embassy, said, uh, you know, if you hear gunfire, it's just celebrations and things like that from a year ago, and and don't go out, and I said, I won't be out, I'll be under the bed, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, we, we had the five, <laughs> the embassy had five Marines to protect us in uh, in, in uh, Upper Volta, but uh, so then we um, we uh, I think it was the third day. We first day we went to coach. 
the uh, we had I'd say 250 in the stands, and right next to us was a soccer field with about eight or ten thousand. And the next day, uh, the second day, and I'm doing this through a trans a French translator, by the way. Um, and uh, it's kind of interesting to go, you know, and sometimes the translation wouldn't, they'd be doing something crazy that I hadn't talked about, and we'd have to go over it again. But we had a ball with them because many of them were trying to uh, qualify for the Olympics, and uh, some of them did. But uh, the third third day, we had about eight or 900. And I'm thinking, well, we're picking, you know, we saw that. They were just wanted to watch us practice, this American and, uh, on the floor, uh, field and, um, uh, and, and do that. But uh, they came, and then they came with about, can you imagine this, about 20 trucks filled with young men. Uh, many of them were teenagers. Because remember, the African, average African at that point in time, I'm trying to think of the date, um, made 35 cents a day. And they were giving, I think, the um, the soldiers about $9 a month. So that was big money, big deal, and they all had their Uzi machine guns. And so what happened, and we're, I'm here, you can imagine, I'm coaching the young men, people, boys and girls, and at different times, of course. And they bring the trucks around, line their uh, basketball court, get out with their machine guns right uh, on their shoulder, and the vice president of the country comes over to me and says, we have dropped out of the Olympic Games in whatever the year was, uh, up in, I think, Seattle or something. And so you can't coach anymore. And I said, "Well, you didn't have you. All you had to do was just tell me. I I don't need all these guns uh, around. You know, just a, just a friendly card would have done. I've done okay. But I thought what it was interesting was that night at the hotel, the young kids that had, we had been working with said it was sad that you know politics had to get in front of the fact that they were learning basketball. You know. And well, that's the key. You know, I see too many teams today that play the game, but they don't know the game. And I think our kids, so I, I believe that they could uh, could help. Uh, you know, they they understood the game pretty well. And, 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 then, and go ahead. Go ahead. No, and speaking of well, that, they, you know, and then after that, I had to find a different place to go. You know, we our visas are are gone, uh, and you had to. Normally, you had to keep those with you because they were worth five to ten thousand dollars on the black market. So you actually, even going on a floor, you would keep your uh, passport with you. Uh, I had a little prep uh, belt that I uh, plastic or a felt belt that I used to keep it in. But in some countries, then they take it until you, when you get out. Well, the next uh, we finally did get down to upper bolts. Or I'm sorry. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, the Ivory Coast. Excuse me. Um, the Ivory Coast, and got lucky. Talked to the uh, embassy and everything, and they they booked us in there. So we were only going to be there about a week. Well, we were there about about a week and a half, two weeks, and that was a great uh, situation for us. 
And after that, then, of course, we went to the Central African Republic, which is the old Belgian Congo. Right. And uh, that was interesting, too. Uh, you know, uh, got to work with a lot of kids there. And uh, probably the worst storm I've ever seen in my life it was about three days there in the Congo uh, <clears throat> River that uh, came through with trees and all that kind of stuff. And uh, when you talk about rain, that was rain. But uh, uh, an interesting experience, um, I slept in those 30 days with, imagine a, a chair up against the doorknob, six empty Coke cans in a pyramid on top of each other, and a machete by my bed. <laughs> and if the and if the bandits were going to come in, at least I'd try to uh, do something about it, you know. <laughs> and that's the way that's the way we uh, uh, we did because uh, th there are some interesting stories I won't uh, bother you with now, but uh, it was it was an interesting place. I actually Christy kissed the ground when I got back and hugged the, the lady that when we went through customs uh, back in the United States. But it was a wonderful experience. Glad I did it. Wouldn't go back. But uh, it was it was something else. Uh, some of the uh, waste and some of the corruption, we ran into that uh, a little bit, you know. So, toward the end of your career, and you, you're, you're looking at getting out of coaching, how hard or difficult was that decision? It was. It was, uh, things were, you know, we we averaged about, I think, around 18 points, or 18 wins a year for 38 years. So, that's not, that's not bad, not great, but it's not bad. Uh, a guy one time told me, he said, hey, Coach, you're not a, uh, at McDonald's one time, we always... After we retired, uh, we'd go to McDonald's every morning and lie to each other. And uh, <laughs> he, he was trying to put me on a little bit. And he said, Coach, you weren't a very good coach, were you? I said, well, I probably was, you know. He said, well, let's just think about it this way. I said, if you, uh, if I coached the next 13 years and lost every ball game, I'd still be above 500. That's not too bad, <laughs> you know. And so he didn't say anything after that. But um, I was, I was ready. I, I you know, I. Uh, it was my life. I think today, uh, that's the thing I see more and more is the fact that when we go to the Hall of Fame uh, meetings and things like that, I look around, and uh, you know, um, our good referee friend Jimmy Dimitrov, you know, passed away. Uh, just this last year, and I see that more and more and more, and uh, and some of the coaches that I coached against are gone, and uh, so that's that's tough. But um, we we'll, and, and let, let me go back for a second, if if I may. You talked about some of the coaches that I coached against. Uh, I thought I thought I, I was very proud of the fact that. I've coached against, you know, Bill Green. And, in fact, I think he probably was the one who helped nominate me for from Indiana to be the uh, National Coach of the Year. I didn't win, of course, but I was so honored by Indiana to nominate me. But Bill Green, you know, with five state championships, and uh, we had, you know, uh, 
you you nobody will ever know except the old timers a young a man by the name of Whitey Richline. I think he gave me more a lesson on basketball than that that helped me more than anything else. And he was, I think, from uh, Van Buren, Indiana, or high school. And he really banjoed me really good one night, and I realized in cuts and things those things. And so I started creating my own stuff. In fact, it was fine, funny that when we played Croppersville. Uh, one year for the uh, and get it after Florida winning their first sectional we also then went won, uh, and won our first regional and I still have uh, all my my wife has all my scrapbooks but maybe one of the best lines I've ever had in there and I smile about today was they do everything wrong but it comes out right and so I think we were doing things that nobody had seen and and so I think that was a real compliment to our kids to to listen and learn and do things that we wanted them to do, and they were successful at it. Coach, in, in all of your coaching stops, and and I'm going to use like a, a scene from the movie Hoosiers. Uh, how did you handle criticism or uh, you know people who wanted to do input? How did you handle that, and, and how was it difficult, or what, did you find that you could easily handle the fans and, and parents of players and, and stuff like that? Never had a big problem with it. I think, uh, let's go back with uh, when you talked about uh, uh, fans, uh, and uh, Bill Green, we're coming out of the semi-state game one time, and we had beaten him, defeated his ball club, and we're going to the motel, kind of together, and my wife is with me, and he's down, and I said, what's wrong? Uh, he said, well, you probably just got me defeat, beaten out of uh, uh, out of the game at our coaching Marion. He said, uh, they're, they're, you know, they think that they, we should win a state championship every year. And I said, and he said, if I can hold on, I'm going to have a state championship team. Well, he did hold on. He won three state championships with with those kids. But it, you know, fans got lucky. You know, when you win win a few games, they kind of are on your side and they they back you. And so we had good backing. Uh, at Penn, we had uh, two or three years we would be able to take the game to Penn, to uh, the Notre Dame uh, Center and play teams there. And so, you know, you got eight, 9,000 people there watching a high school basketball game. And, uh, you know, those are fun. Uh, probably had a few, had a couple. Uh, I only think of one incident where I had a fan who, and the boys were very good. Uh, I won't even mention who they were at, at Penn, but uh, they're very good. Uh, one night, uh, the, the young man, uh, the father's son I think we went to Fort Wayne and the uh, young man scored about uh, I think 38, 39 points and the next night or the next weekend uh, we go back to Fort Wayne play another team I think it was uh, Schneider maybe and uh, I had uh, Billy Hahn who played for Maryland I think he scored 43 or something and uh, 
the parent uh, the next uh, Saturday that my wife went to the Y with, he came over and criticized the fact that I had set that all up that his son wasn't the leading score of state or high school score in for Penn High School, and I had set it up. Uh, I said I told her I said you go tell him I if I'm that good I can I I, I really can't do that with putting guys at 38 and 43 points but uh, that's about the only criticism I you know I never put up with it or and it didn't I don't think I had to thank goodness I didn't have those you know boo type of uh, seasons so that's that that helped a lot you can go back you know after. I had a coach one time say, well, you can go back to school and, and they kind of care for you, you know. And I said, well, I cared for them too. And so we can do that with uh, with what good kids I had. And do you what, remember where you were at and what was your feeling when you got the phone call that let you know that you were going to be inducted into the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame and your feelings about that? That was uh, great. Ed Siegel was the young uh, or the gentleman and he had played at New Albany and we be, had become good friends through the years he, he was coaching at Pike and uh, we'd had some good success against Pike Pike and, uh, in the I think eight years that we played them and uh, so he uh, he gave me the call and you're right I, it, it goes back to all the good kids I had you know I we worked hard at it. I, if, I was a lifetime coach. I don't think there. I'm not sure that coaches today set out to spend their whole life being coaches. And that's why I was going to say about the Hall of Fame guys. And I looked around. They were they were lifetime coaches, and that's why they had the records they did and the dedication they did, and and how important it was. And uh, the other night, like I'll go back to the night that. Uh, Indiana, where it was, probably had that high school game with New Albany uh, last weekend, and uh, you know we have a full gymnasium. Their TV lights are there. Uh, Romeo uh, is Langford. Uh, I think they've got him ranked fifth in the country as the best player. Uh, I don't think so. I think he's the best all-round player in the state of, in the in the United States. Uh, you know he's not the biggest, but he's six five. You know, and uh, he he does more to me uh, than most anybody. You know, the other kid that was uh, the Bagley kid, Basley kid, excuse me, from uh, Providence, Ohio, is on that McDonald's All American. Also, he was six nine, and of course, uh, and uh, Romeo. Uh, I played him, so you know, uh, it would just. But to see the crowd and the whole thing and everybody cheering and a great game, a, a one point win in overtime, just brought me back to uh, the many nights that uh, uh, Hoosier hysteria was at its best. So that leads me to my next question: Is that I know all this hubbub about Romeo Langford and and uh, uh, this Indiana high school basketball season kind of takes us back to kind of like it used to be. Uh, but you know, next year when Langford is gone, how much has the game changed? And and do you think that it's it is what it is, or will it ever go back to being what it was? Uh, for one night, 
for one night, people thought that this was what it was like years ago. And they came up to me uh, after the game and said so. And we played the next night. Um, and they even were still talking about the game the night before and uh, the way it used to be, you know. Uh, at Penn, we'd have, uh, you know, the newspaper would say, uh, sold out. And uh, they'd be sold out at New Albany there for years. And then it's sold out this year. You can't get a ticket, you know. And so those, uh, but what I see more than anything, maybe it's, maybe it's uh, as coaches we criticize. We steal from others and we also criticize. <laughs> but what I see is um, not very many set plays that will make it so easy on the team that, that you're playing. And um, I, I see a lot of motion and uh I'd love to be coaching today because I think that's one of the easiest things to defense in the world is they can run around all they can want to, but we'll still be there. But uh, that's the only criticism. I think uh, it is faster. Uh, they go up and down. I think uh, Steph Curry has done as much as anything for all these kids to go out there and, and how enjoyable it is to watch him and to go out and shoot those threes and be the best shooter in the NBA and uh, and then try it themselves. And, it uh, you know, it opens up the game, but um, I'm not... It, it's just a different world for me. I mean, uh, we had so many sets and uh, so many easy baskets against people that were very, very good because we took their aggression and, and turned it into layups and things like that. I don't think we see that anymore. Uh, but that's that's just an old-timer uh, looking at the game today. But it's fun. They they're ha- seem to have a lot of fun. But I don't think there's a lot of lifetime coaches in, in it anymore. And uh, maybe there's other things in life that, uh, that's not uh, all around basketball. What does Coach Jim Miller do in retirement? Oh, he's a collector. He watches basketball. I... Uh, I helped um, Borden a couple of years ago. Doc Nash uh, called me and uh, said uh, he'd seen me at a, at, a clinic, at a clinic in Indianapolis and wondered, wondered if I could help him. They'd lost two games in a row against his own defense. And with my ego, I said, of course, I can help you. And uh, so got to help him, and they were great kids. Reminded me a lot of the Cloverdale-type uh, young men. And they never lost another game, and they uh, won one state championship. So that was that was fun to relive a little bit of that uh, uh, teaching part. I I don't know what a basketball coach is, uh, Billy. Uh, I, I I you know I don't know what he does when he coaches. I I think I think he got to be a teacher. And I guess I I was a basketball teacher, uh, and you have to understand every part of the game, and. Uh, what do you do in that situation and try never to be surprised and so that's that's what we tried to do uh, sometimes the uh, I see I see games today where some of the high schools uh, score 24 25 points you see that I, I, it just baffles me that uh, you know blind people should be able to score that many in a, in a basketball <laughs> game you know but uh, it, 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 
it's interesting, you know, but the game is interesting. Uh, some games are not if they're poorly coached, and that's always been probably the the, uh, the rule of basketball. But it's, it's ex- many times it's exciting. Um, you know, you see uh, Louisville, Louisville uh, high schools really have great athletes, but you don't see very many people in the stands. Uh, the, the key to New Albany, uh, of course, being able to win, you know, uh, for the last 30, 40 years, uh, and, and before that, I'm sure, uh, you know, with Coach Raymond, uh, is the fact that uh, the old people keep coming, and uh, they, they're, they're there. I mean, you know, maybe two years after they're dead, they're there, but it's... Uh, <laughs> If that's the wonderful thing when you walk in the gymnasium and you see it full and uh, don't tell me that that doesn't help kids uh, you know I, I have a still have a t-shirt that uh, that, that said uh, part of the tradition and uh, when I go on to call any care so I, I will probably wear that t-shirt because that's important to, to not only uh, you know I got to, Last summer, I went down back to Cloverdale and helped a little bit uh, um, with uh, Cooper Price. Uh, um, you know, he uh, he was out. They said he was out. He was Coach Brady said he was having trouble because they're double teaming him and triple teaming, and we tried to figure out an offense that would isolate him. And if they did double team, it would be you know. Uh, bad for, for the opponents and that's uh, we were able to do that and I see that he he was 6th uh, or 7th uh, all time uh, right. scorer in the state of Indiana so he, he phenomenal young man and um, but that was fun that was fun so I, I love to to go and, and talk basketball or te- try to teach basketball let's say I don't know what I don't know what a coach is. Uh, he's probably not very good if he's a coach. But if he's a teacher of, of basketball, probably pretty good. I got to spend a day out in California with the Coach Wooden, and that was on my bucket list and uh, still very high on the fact that I uh, got, to, got to know the man. My athletic director, Penn, played for Coach Wooden when he was at South Bend Central. And so... Uh, I think he's the greatest coach of all time, and we'll uh, we can argue that one anytime you want to. Coach, did did you know Coach Gene Ring? Yes, uh, from Broad Ripple. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. Uh, uh, from, w- w- go ahead. Yeah, he played at IU, and and I uh, watched some of his teams play. Yes. Well, he was the one that kind of started this passion of mine. With I wasn't a very good basketball player, but uh, he kind of started me with all this, you know, keeping the nostalgia alive and and keeping these stories alive. And I, I just at you know, every once in a while, I ask someone, you know, you mentioned South Bend and South Bend Central, and of course, I think he played a little ball for for uh, John Wooden also. But I just kind of, you know, yeah. just to kind of keep his memory alive, I bring his name up occasionally. Oh yes, yes, I. Uh... When he was at Broad Ripple, he'd play uh, Greencastle, and I got to scout. Greencastle was always press, impressed with his coaching, and I told him so. Very nice. Well, Coach Jim Miller, I, I, I ran long, but uh, it, great stuff. I appreciate your time, and thank you for helping to keep the nostalgia alive and sharing your memories. 
Okay, thank you, Billy.